0: That's a big difference. (laughs) Well, as I understand it, as I mentioned, several different people are going to be speaking and focusing on some different psalms. And so as I represent Children of Promise, uh, a child sponsorship organization that's affiliated with the greater church of God around the world, um, I wanted to pick a psalm that kind of fits what we do and why we do it. And so I chose Psalm 127 to just get us started real quick this morning. Um, so let me read. I'm actually going to just focus on kind of the second half, but I'll read, I'll read all of it. Um, it says this, starting in verse 1, Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord. This is a common verse. I'm sure you've heard it before. Offspring, a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame, and when they contend with their uh, when they contend with their opponents in court. Now, I, I dug into this ver- into these verses, just a little bit over the last few days. Um, I've known this passage for a long time, and I only have two children. That's not a super full quiver. But as I dug a little deeper, what I realized is this isn't just talking about having babies. This is talking about raising up a generation of children who will love the Lord who will represent the kingdom of God and who will be a part of the kingdom of God for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation so that when we find ourselves accused or we find ourselves in trouble, we have raised up a generation of faithful followers of Christ. That's what Children of Promise is about. And we have a quiver that is full and ever-growing. So this morning, what I'd like to do is just share a little bit about who we are, um, a little bit about why we do the things that we do and how we do it, and then invite you to participate with us. We've uh, adopted kind of a metaphor over the last several weeks um, of a table. And I'm going to be referring to the table this morning a lot. You've probably heard that expression used before where... um, we, uh, we want to make room at the table for everybody. And it's an expression that means we want everybody to have a voice. We want everybody to have an opportunity. We want everybody to have a chance. And for us at Children of Promise, that means we want to make sure that children who are living all over the world in dire poverty, that they have a seat at the table. And we do that by making sure that they have nutritious food to eat, because sometimes that's not a certainty, And we do that by making sure that they're able to go to school, because in a lot of parts of the world, that's just not a reality for some kids. And we do that by making sure that they have access to health care, because medicine is important for sick kids, and sometimes they just don't have the access. And most importantly, we do that by making sure that the kids that we sponsor are cared for through the loving discipleship of a local congregation, Children of Promise is not a ministry that sets up an office in all different parts of the world. Actually, what we do is partner with local congregations all over the world, and they do the work of caring for the children and their communities so that those kids can have a seat at the table. They can have an opportunity for a blessed life, and the church can be assured that the children in their community are being nurtured into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and into healthy minds and bodies. So we want to make space at the table for kids around the world. If you go to the next slide, we also use this word a lot, wholeness. What is wholeness? Oops, sorry, I think I, I got, uh, I skipped over one. But what is wholeness? Um, a few years back, uh, when my wife and I became the executive directors of Children of Promise, we... Um, We decided, you know what, we've been sponsors for a lot of years, but we really want to get to the heart of what Children of Promise does and who we are as an organization. And so we were kind of going through a little bit of rebranding and kind of spicing up uh, our image uh, within the Church of God. And as we were having conversations with our staff and those who know Children of Promise well, we kept coming back to this word of wholeness. It's a biblical concept. Sometimes we use the word shalom. It's a very similar concept. And it has to do with uh, what's um, mentioned in that next slide. It's the ancient idea that people can find peace and happiness and connection with God, with God's world, with themselves, and with others. It's, it's about being in harmony as part of God's creation, in harmony with our own our own bodies, in harmony with our own minds, in harmony with the Lord as our shepherd, in harmony with the rest of creation. Um, But to live whole lives, we need to be wholly healthy. I want you to meet Dorcas. Dorcas is a young girl in uh, the mountains in Tanzania. My wife and I were missionaries in Tanzania for about 10 years or so. And Dorcas lives in a small town or near a small town called Kiru. It's way up in the mountains. It's an outstandingly beautiful place. Just beautiful hills and green, but there's not a lot of access to education, to healthcare uh, in that area. Dorcas and many students like her will walk many times for literally miles miles with an s to get to school each day. I I interviewed some children that told me literally they walk seven miles to school in the morning and then return home with another seven mile walk. Life is not easy for children like Doris. They take advantage of the opportunities, opportunities that they have, but it's not a simple life. And kids like Dorcas who live in that area, who may not have a seat at the table, are just waiting for their chance. And we want to give them that chance. At Children of Promise, we want to be a part of making it possible for them to have a life that is marked by wholeness. So we do that through what we call the core four. Uh, You probably saw that, or hopefully you noticed that in our little bumper video there, we uh, and, I, and I already alluded to it, but we try to make sure that kids have nutritious food every day, that they have access to education, that they have health care as they need it, and that they're a part of the loving embrace and nurturing care of a local community of believers. We call those the core four. That's the, they're the, the pillars of what it means to live whole lives. Healthy bodies, healthy minds, healthy spirits. The church should be famous for making more space at the table. Um, As as I read that verse in Psalm here at the beginning, um, that was kind of, I was been mulling over that that idea that really raising up the next generation is all about making space. And that's what the church should be famous for. Those of us who are part of the church now, everybody in this room, we will not be here forever, sadly. (laughs) and our children will follow after us. And we want to make space at the table so that they can carry the banner. I want to read to you um, another passage uh, about Dorcas in the Bible. This comes out of the book of Acts, chapter 9. And starting in verse 32, I believe, yes. Um, I'm going to read just the first part of this story to kind of paint a picture of what it looks like Um, to be serving the community uh, in a godly way. So starting in verse 32, Acts chapter 9. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. There he found a name, excuse me, a man named Aeneas, who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat And immediately, Aeneas got up, and all those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, or in some parts of the world, they say Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. And about that time, she became sick and she died. And her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room, Lydda was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, Please, come at once. So Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, and they were crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Think about that idea This beloved woman who served her community had just died and people were in mourning. And part of the celebration of her life was to bring all of these clothes and cloths that she had made and contributed to the local community and to say, look, this is something that she did for me. This is a way that she served our community. She was an amazing woman and we loved her. And they're mourning and they're grieving. I want to I ask you this morning what legacy do you leave? What, what would people bring to, to, to your um, remembrance to say, this is what Bob, or this is what Sharon, or this is what Jane, or this is what Mike did in my life? I hope that Children of Promise will have that kind of a legacy. And I, and I want to invite you to be a part of that legacy with us, that when people remember children of promise for years and years to come, they can look at the, the children who have been blessed and say, wow, look at what God has done through this incredible ministry. We're going to come back to that story in a minute, but I want to move on and tell you just a few stories of different kids. So this little, this little boy, Shuvo, from Bangladesh, now has a seat at the dinner table. Shuvo, we received an application for him uh, in our office for sponsorship, and um, it used to be, several years ago, that it took us a really long time to get sponsors for kids it was it was frustrating because sometimes we would get the applications for these kids and there was such an obvious need for them to be fed and nurtured and we just it took us a long time to find ways to care for them and traditionally a boy like Shuvo it would take almost 21 months that's nearly 2 years from the time we received the application until he actually received the care of sponsorship Over the last few years, we introduced something called the Gap Fund that has eradicated that problem. And I want to tell you just real briefly about how we're making it possible for Shuvo and other boys and girls like him to have a seat at the dinner table right now. there's a lot of people that want to participate in Children of Promise. They get excited about being able to help kids. They get excited about helping the poor. Uh, but maybe $32 a month to sponsor a child is a little bit too much for you. Or maybe that's just a commitment that you feel like you can't make right now. But there are people that, want to, that still want to participate in some ways. So we developed a thing called the Gap Fund. That basically means that if you want to participate with us, you can give any amount of money at any time, and we will apply it to kids in need. And the way we do that is through three things. We, we now have what's called pre-sponsorship, where if a child, uh, if we receive an application for a child, any of the money that we get into the Gap Fund can be used to sponsor that child with sponsorship benefits right away. We had, when, when we first started in, at Children of Promise, we had a waiting list of hundreds of kids. Some of them had been waiting for more than five years. Right now, we have no waiting list. That means every child that has sent, or every director that sent a child application to us in our office is receiving care today. Yeah, it's amazing. We're still looking for sponsors for the kids who are in our pre sponsorship category so that we can then welcome new kids into the pre-sponsorship category. So I have out on our table uh, a bunch of dis- or on our display a bunch of profiles of kids who are receiving sponsorship benefits now because they're pre-sponsored through the Gap Fund. And if you don't feel like you're able to sponsor a child, but you want to give to the Gap Fund, it will be used to care for kids right away. And we still want to find sponsors for those kids who are... Um, who are in the pre-sponsored list as well. So Shuvo, instead of waiting for 21 months, immediately got food to eat, immediately started school, and immediately was cared for by his local congregation. I also want to introduce you to Angel and Janet in Uganda, who now have a seat at their school desk. (laughs) We hear stories all the time of kids who are graduating high school and have amazing opportunities to do incredible things in the world. These two young ladies just graduated this year, and uh, Angel is gonna be a teacher, and Janet is gonna be a fashion designer. And uh, sometimes fashion designer means they're gonna sew clothes, they're gonna design and sew clothes as a local business. But one of the things that I absolutely love about Children of Promise is that because kids have an opportunity to go to school, it gives them an opportunity also to dream about what God could do in their lives and what they wanna be when they grow up. When we travel around the world to visit the children who are sponsored, one of the things that we always ask them is, hey, what do you wanna be when you grow up? What do you dream about being? And what's interesting is the the young kids who are just starting in sponsorship, a lot of times can't answer that question. They've never thought about it really because their focus is on today. Their focus is on what's going to happen today. And that's not necessarily bad. But we also, as a part of making wholeness possible, want to see that children have the hope of what might be in the future. That they can dream about what God will do in their lives. Kids who have been in the program for a while, when we ask that question, they say, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a fashion designer. I want to be a nurse. I want to be the president. We get a lot of presidents um we also get a lot of it's interesting we get a lot of like parliamentarians (laughs) i want to be the the uh, i want to have a parliament seat in the government but janet and angel are just two examples of kids who have gone through our program and now have a seat at the table because they are fully educated and ready to contribute to their communities I get to meet graduates of our program all the time who are um, serving their communities as pastors, as lawyers, as college professors. We have PhDs. We have nurses. It's incredible the impact that that small amount of money can have on a child's life. The next uh, person I want to introduce you to is Rajek. Rajek now has a seat at the exam table in the doctor's office, Um, Rajek is in the Philippines and lives in kind of a sad place, I'm sorry to say. His community is basically in the heart of a graveyard. (coughs) Excuse me. And it's a very unsanitary place. And in fact, it's so unsanitary that there are rats and different things that cause the water in that area to be full of disease and sadly, Rajek at one point became incredibly ill and was actually nearly uh, dead in this home, which was a graveyard. It was, it was a sad story. But because of Children of Promise, because he was sponsored, we were able to get him the medical care that he needed, and he is thriving now. I want to show you just a, a brief video of his story.
1: The house of Jasmiya. One okay. with the yellow blouse. And this is the house of the Jack. Yasmiya! We cannot We cannot This is, is this is
0: an example of a home of some of the kids here. Uh, especially after the fire. This is the kitchen. And then this is the home. And how many live here? How many? Five. Five. Six. So there's six people here. And we're on stilts right now above the ground, uh, where uh, during flood times, the water comes up, up down here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can get a feel for what it's like. And even here, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Thank you, Mama. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
1: uh, He was Rajek Pelasol, who was once our uh, beneficiary from the medical assistance, from the, uh, uh, from the, Children promise, no. He was being hospitalized due to uh, kidney failure that brought by the leptospirosis from the urine of the rat, and uh, he was so very thankful for the assistance that was given to him when he was only 13, and now he was uh, 17, and that's uh, uh, we really prayed, no, and uh, with the assistance that was given to him. He was given, yeah, medical attention. And we even visited him in the hospital. And uh, the mother was uh, really uh, in his uh, last hope, no? But God like is crying again. Yeah. The mother is still crying, yeah. And uh, they cannot imagine uh, that with the help and assistance of the program, wow. he was now here with us. Oh, so kicking and alive. <laughs>
0: We're so happy you're healthy. Yeah, Yeah. 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 thank you. you. ...kicking and alive because he had a seat at the exam table and was able to receive medical attention when he needed it. Last, uh, sorry, I want to, um, let me go back to to the story of Dorcas real quick. Back to Acts chapter nine I'm going to read just the, the part the second half of, of, uh, of that story. So again in Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha in Greek her name is Dorcas, and she was always doing good, <coughs> excuse me, always helping the poor. and about that time she became sick and died and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. and Lydda was near Joppa. so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, They sent two men to him and urged him, Please come at once. So Peter went with them. And when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. And again, all the widows stood around him, and they were crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. And Peter sent them all out of the room. He got down on his knees, and he prayed. And turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up, and he took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. And then he called the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. And Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Now, I want to I highlight, children of promise is not the Savior. <laughs> children of promise is not Jesus. But we can be part of the body of Christ in the world and do incredible things by making wholeness possible and giving kids a seat at the table. Last story I want to tell you is about Milton, who now has a seat at the Sunday school table. As I mentioned earlier, Uh, we don't set up local offices all over the world. We work through the local congregation so that when kids receive care, they're not receiving care from a Children of Promise representative. They're receiving care from their pastor. They're receiving care from their Sunday school teacher. They're, they're getting a food, food delivered to their house by a lay leader in the church. They're, they're getting taken to the doctor by their neighbor. They're being cared for within the loving embrace of the community in which they are a part we love that part of our model because the people in those local congregations are the hands and feet of Jesus doing miraculous work, just like Peter did in Joppa. So how do we set the table? Here we turn to application. How can you be involved? What is it that I'm asking you to do this morning? I want you to be a part of setting the table with us so that these kids can have their seat um, and there's basically two general ways and then multiple kind of aspects of each of those two general doorways. First is through traditional sponsorship. Um, that's the this icon down here on the bottom left. If you can afford to add a $32 bill to your monthly set of bills... Um, you can sponsor a child and that will ensure that that child is cared for through the local congregation. And again, I've got profiles of kids out on our table. If if you would like to be a part of making wholeness possible in an individual child's life, I would invite you to do that. They'll write you letters and we'll send you pictures and you can write them letters and, and get to know the journey that they're on toward wholeness. The other way is through what we're calling the table. And the table is, um, <coughs> excuse me, it's, it's basically the Gap Fund. We kind of gave it a new name. Um, and the table is basically kind of like a, suscript, a subscription. If you don't feel like $32 a month fits for you, or you don't necessarily feel you need to be paired with a specific child, but you do want to be a part of what God is doing through Children of Promise, then you can make a subscription of any, any amount, or you can give one-time donations just to the Gap Fund as well. But if you want to give $5 a month or $3 a month, or maybe you want to do even more, you want to give $1,000 a month. Awesome. We would love that. Um, We want you to, to be a part of what God is doing and set the table for these kids by sponsoring a child or giving to the Gap Fund or subscribing to what we're calling the table. $32 a month is all that's required to guarantee that one child will be taken care of. Sorry, one more story. The, the modern day Dorcas. On uh, our last trip to Tanzania uh, several months ago, we were uh, in the same area as, um, as the, the little Dorcas that I showed you at the very beginning of the presentation. Well, this is Priscilla, or sorry, excuse me, Prisca, uh, there on the right. And Priska was a child in our program who graduated, and she didn't go on to university, but she had the opportunity to do a training program to become a seamstress. And so she had dreams and aspirations to use those skills to start a business to take care of her family. After graduating, she was able to get a sewing machine through our program and use her skills to start her small business. She has since hired three other seamstresses and bought more sewing machines to expand her business and is making an incredible difference, just like the Dorcas of the Bible, to do amazing things for her community. This modern-day Dorcas is changing her community, and her life has been changed because of sponsorship. We're so excited for the ways uh, that God is working through Children of Promise, Um, and we want you to be involved. If you want to make a difference today, I want to invite you to just come back to the table and see me. Uh, I've got a number of things on our display table, including profiles of kids who need sponsored. I've got brochures if you just want to learn a little bit more about who we are or where we are in the world. If you want to talk to me and ask me some specific questions, I will be happy to answer those questions. And also, I want to invite you to travel with us. We have a commitment to do our very best. We're not always able to based on world politics and economies, but we try to visit every child in our program, and there are more than 4,500 children now around the world in more than 30 countries. We try to visit all of them individually and personally and talk to them and sit with them and, and get to know them at least once every three years. So we have a cycle of traveling to all of these countries all the time, and if you want to see what it looks like to, to um, to live as they live. If you want to meet the child that you sponsor, if you just are curious and you want to have an international experience and see what God is doing, we want to invite you to come along with us. You are welcome to join us on any of these trips. We've got trips even later this year to India, to Bangladesh, to Kenya, to Uganda, to Egypt, uh, next year to Cote d'Ivoire, to uh, Liberia, to Uh, Central America, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras, we're going all over the place over the next year and we want you to be a part of it. So if you want to know more about what it looks like to travel with us, uh, come see me and, and I'll let you know. Also want to make sure that you are aware of all of our social media. We've got a great development team in our office that tells stories just like these all the time. We have posts every day on Facebook, on Instagram. We also do a monthly video newsletter to tell you stories of what God is doing through Children of Promise. So we wanna just keep you informed. If you'd like to know more, man, check out one of these socials. If you're on Facebook, friend us. If you're on Instagram, follow us. If you like to watch YouTube videos, go check it out and see all the good that is happening because of sponsorship through Children of Promise, making wholeness possible for kids all over the world. Lastly, I just want to say thank you. I know there are a number of sponsors in the room, and I just want to say a heartfelt thank you on behalf of our office, on behalf of these children, on behalf of their families and their communities who are impacted because of your generosity. So thank you so much for your attention. Come see me. Come talk to me. Get to know all about Children of Promise and uh, and join us to set the table for kids.